So what is in our hands? Our hearts. Because the heart is our wanting. We can decide that we want with a full heart. Wherever you get your podcasts from, or our own website, prismoftorah.com. This is The Prism of Torah with Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. Shalom of Rocha. In this week's parasha, parasha Samuel, we know the parasha talks about a lot of laws to do with the Kohanim, but I think hidden in the parasha is a very fundamental idea that we can take and, and use it in our daily lives. We know that a Kohen that has a blemish, a mum, then during that time where he has the blemish, he is unable and not allowed to perform his duties as a Kohen during the Avoida. Why is that so? Let's keep that question for a second and move on. There's a Sfono that talks about the blemishes of different behemas, different animals, that once they have a blemish, then one is not permitted to put them on the altar, on the Mizbeach, as a sacrifice to Hashem. And the Sforno explains, you should know, that there are types of blemishes that are actually very good. And everyone would want those blemishes on his animals because they actually increase the value of the animal. Because it's stronger due to that blemish. Says the Sforno, it's pretty obvious that nonetheless, that is still nechshav as a blemish. And hence, it cannot go on to the Mizbech. Why is it that when there's any type of blemish, even if it increases the value of the actual animal that we're sacrificing to Hashem, so maybe one could say, whoa, but th- this is the best. I'm giving Hashem from my best as a sacrifice. Shouldn't that be better? So we'll try to answer that question. And I think the answer is based on a concept that I saw brought down by Rav Zev Lev, but we see it across the, in different places in the Torah. And the concept is as follows. It is more important in our Avodah Hashem to be complete, shleimus, wholesome, more than amount, more than quantity. And I'll give an example to ensure you understand the point I'm trying to make. And that is the following. When one decides to make a bracha to eat something, let's say bread, and he's planning to, to have two loaves of bread. One is a full loaf of bread, a whole kikar lechem. It's wholesome, it's complete, but it's small. On the other hand, next to it, he has a huge piece of bread, but you could see it's not complete. It's only half a loaf of bread. So even that, even though that half loaf of bread is 10 times bigger than the complete loaf of bread, one should make a bracha on the complete loaf of bread. Why? Because the hidden idea behind this is that completion is more important than quantity. Based on this concept, we can understand exactly what's going on. What the Sforno says is based on this concept, because a behemoth has to be complete. Once it has a blemish, I don't care how much it's worth. I don't care if it looks like I have more of something. At the end of the day, there's a chisaron, there's a weakness in the completeness, the wholesome of the sacrifice I'm giving Hashem, and that is not fitting. So too, the Kohanim represent our relationship with the Kaddish Buhu. They are a type of ambassadors with the Kaddish Buhu. And hence, it is only fitting that everything will be as close to perfect as can be. And the parameter that we have to strive for is completeness, wholesome. And hence, it's not fitting for a Kohen to do an avoida while he is not complete, even though it's from a physical perspective. And hence, such a blemish, a whom is a problem for the Kohen to do his avoida. But from here, says Rav Zev Lef, we can learn a huge lesson about how we conduct our lives. The purpose of our lives is to try to strive to completion. Of course, we're talking spirituality-wise, but in any way, in any form, even the way we dress, we have to strive to completeness. It doesn't matter quantity. I mean, it matters, but the most important priority 
that we should have is to reach completion. And by doing so, we, can't, we, we do our best, which is part of our job in this world, to get closer and closer to being like the Midot of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. However, while doing so, we have to make sure that it is obvious to us that if we reach completion or not, that is definitely not in our hands. That's only in the hands of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So what is in our hands? Our hearts. Our hearts are in our hands because the heart is our wanting. We can decide that we want with a full heart to do Ritzon Hashem, to strive to completion, to get as close as we can to the Midas that HaKadosh Baruch Hu works in. Only HaKadosh Baruch Hu represents true completeness. Hashem Echad, everything, perfect. From all perspectives, all we can do, we can strive for that. And we can do as best as we can and put it into actions. But even the actions that we want to put our thoughts, our will into, is also not in our hands. That's a mefurish chovas alevavus that tells us that at the end of the day, reaching the result we really want to get to, completion in different facets, that's only in the hands of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But wanting to get there and doing our best to do whatever we can at the time to get there, that's in our hands. And on that, we are going to be judged. Similar to the fact that the Kohanim represent us and they're working with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, or doing the Avoida for us, for, for sacrificing to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, etc. in the base of Mikdash. So too, in a way, we are ambassadors of HaKadosh Baruch Hu towards the Goyim. Ola Goyim, we're a light to the nations. And hence, it's imperative that we do our best in our different circles we're a part of, to also represent completion in the best way, in our midos, in the way we dress, in the way we conduct ourselves, etc. This idea is actually hidden in the Gemara and Baruch Hustaf that the main thing, it doesn't matter which results we've reached and how much money we have and how much Torah we were able to learn. It's all about what are the efforts and the willpower we had towards something. That's why it says, it doesn't matter how much you do, a lot or a little. Ha'ikar, again, the idea that quantity is not what's important. Ha'ikar, that we perfect our letzonot, our will, and do our best in our actions to do letzon Hashem. I want to get the best esrog. I want to have a nice mitzvah. I want to be able to fast on Yom Kippur. And Hashem knows what's in my heart. Am I going to be able to put it into fruition? That totsa'ah only comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This is brought down also in the Mesilas Yesharim, in Shara Kedusha. It says that the beginning of our, the beginning is always our avoida. That's our efforts, our willpower. But at the end, i.e. the result, is a present from Hashem, a matana. We see the same, what Reb Chaim Shmulevit says on the Mishnah in Pirkei Avlis, Yegata umatsata ta'amin. If you toiled and worked really hard, and then you reached the result you wanted to get, then you should believe it's true. It makes sense. You worked hard, you received. But he says, wait a second. It doesn't say in the Mishnah Pirkei Avlis, Yegata, you worked hard, ta'amin, believe in it, because it makes sense. He, the Mishnah Pirkei Avlis adds the word umatsata. If you worked hard and you found the result you wanted, you should believe it makes sense. Why does it say you found? I didn't find something. I told them worked hard. The answer is, it doesn't matter how much you worked. It doesn't matter how, many effort, how much effort you put into something. Of course it matters. That's how we get judged. But klape, in reference of the result, the toitzah, that's not what makes it happen. What really makes it happen is the Kodesh Buhu. And therefore, from a certain perspective, it is like a mitzi'ah, like an item we found. Because yes, our job is to do our ishtadlus and really want something and do, put into our efforts as much as we can. But the result comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu.
Having said that, we know that the way Hashem runs the world, Chazal tell us, as my friend brought this to my attention when I was summarizing this Shtikl Torah to him, Reb Eli Kemp, Shlita, that the way HaKadosh Baruch runs the world is, Again, because that's in our hands. In the direction that a person wants to go towards, HaKadosh Baruch helps, ensures that he'll manage to go in that way and reach the results. So there is a spiritual DNA in the world that Hashem put into our world, our world of Asiyah, that when we have a certain Ratzoin and we really try our hardest, Hashem will help us get to the end result. And we also know Chazal tell us, If you're really truly going to want something, HaKadosh put it into the world, for good or for bad, that you'll end up reaching that destination many times. As I like to say in Ashrei, we say, Karov Hashem l'chol Hashem is really close to the people that always call out for Him. But the Pasuk doesn't end there. L'chol asher ikreu be'emet. Only to people that really truly in their hearts call out to Him and realize they're only dependent on Kaddish Buchu. En oid milvado. Whoever lives that idea, they are truly, in reality, close to Kaddish Buchu. This idea that there's a big difference how much we want something and how much it's in our hearts is mefulish, pretty mefulish in the Yalkut Shimoni. The Yalkut Shimoni in Rus 604 says that Rabbi Tzrak said over there that the Torah teaches us that when a person does a mitzvah, he should do so with a complete and happy heart. And it goes on to say different scenarios about Huven and Aroin and Boaz, that they did a big act of a mitzvah. We'll just take one as an example, Reuven. If Reuven knew that the Torah would record his attempt to save Yosef from the brothers, then he would have acted in a more extreme fashion, in a positive sense. He would have put him on his shoulders and run with him home, etc., etc. Elamai, what do you see from here? Simple understanding of this Midrash. Rav Zavlef, uh, says learns like this, is that obviously they did the right thing, but to... On their level, they did not do it with a 100% full heart. Had it been with a full heart, and it was clear to them it was going to be an amazing thing, it was going to be written in the Torah, they would have done it in a more extreme fashion, which would have yielded better results. So what do you see from here? Again, it's all a function of how much we truly want something, how much we have it in our willpower, and how much ishtadlus, and how much efforts are we putting into things to reach perfection. Are we going to reach perfection? Again, that's not in our hands. That's in the Kodesh Buchu. Where, does, where is this idea screaming out? It's screaming out from the holy days we're holding in right now. Sfira Soimil. The days bet- between Pesach and Shavuos. In Mitzrayim, we reached a really low level of Tumah. Now we have to strive for perfection. Perfection is represented by the 50 Sha'arei Tahara, the 50 gates of Tahara, and also Chamishim Sha'arei Bina, also represents perfection. And that is what we're working towards. And that's why we're not counting down, even though we're looking forward to reach Shavuos. It's not about the Toitzah, the result. The result is coming from Hashem. And that's why we're not counting down. We're investing in the journey to do our best to strive for completion. And hence we're counting up every day is a different prina, a different perspective on which me that we're working on to strive for perfection. But at the end of the day, Shavuos, the present of Shavuos, comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And hence, we don't even count the 50th day, which is Shavuos. Why? That's not us. We, of course, we have to do everything and we're not going to connect to Shavuos in the same way if we don't work towards Shavuos, because that is our work. But getting Shavuos, that's coming from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. 
The 50th is the result already. That's coming from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Perhaps one can say also that this is the significance of Lag Ba'omer that we're going to have in Mirza Hashem next week. As, as explained by the Ma'arsha and Moed Koton, Kaf Ches that the majority of the Omer count reaches exactly on Lag Ba'omer. The 33rd day of Lag Ba'omer is exactly the point when we reach two-thirds of the time. Two-thirds of the time has passed. And hence, once most of the period has passed, which is two-thirds, a significant uh, majority, one can be confident he will be successful as well in fulfilling the remainder. And that is the idea of Lag Ba'omer. Zevlev wants to add this idea that also perhaps that's signified and symbolized by, by the fires that we have as it can represent the pure and intense fire of our hearts towards the quest of perfection, connecting to HaKadosh Buhu and trying to be perfect in all the Midas, in the way we see that HaKadosh Buhu runs the world. Before we end with two short stories, I'd like to end with another Midrash in Vaikra Rabba. It says over there, one of the days of the Oymer, perfect and complete, when we fulfill Hashem's will. It is exactly this idea that we're talking about, the intensity of our quest to strive for perfection in performing Hashem's will. That is what these days of the Oymer are all about. And that's what makes them so special and so important. And that's why also it's this time of Deen. It's a time we have to work hard to reach the goal, which is our goal is the will and doing as much as we can also in actions to become complete. I'd like to end with two stories that exemplify in a positive sense, of course, the fact that we do everything we can, but the outcome is coming from HaKadosh Buhu. One story I've said before, so I'll set it really short. I had a good friend that during these days of Sfila Soimel, he had a very important interview, but he knew that if he would go like he looks with half a beard, as we know, that's no man's land. It's not even a long beard, it's not a short beard. He really looks like he doesn't care what he looks like. So yes, he was able to found a hetel to shave his beard, to be able to go to the interview during Sfirah Soimel. But nonetheless, he made a decision. I want to be complete in my Avoyed Hashem. Everything's in the hands of HaKadosh Buhu. Even though B'derech HaTeva, I don't think I would accept myself looking the way I look. He went to the interview. Making a long story short, they told him in the interview, you look, everything's great. But they did ask him the question he was fearing of, which is, which was, so tell me, do you always look like this? And to that he said the truth. He said, no, but you know, I'm religious. I'm a religious Jew. I'm a religious Jew. And he explained to him about the custom, that it's a time of mourning, etc., etc. And that was the interview. He didn't hear from them for a couple of days. A week later, he gets a phone call. He thought it was already game over because of his beard. And they call back and they tell him that he got the job. He was very excited. He didn't see it coming. And they said to him, but we want to tell you why they got you. You got the job. Because on paper, there was someone that was a lot better than you. Not a lot, but he was better than you. And fit the job in a better way than you. However, when we saw your loyalty to religion, we said, that is our top priority. We want someone loyal. And it's thanks to that, that he got the job. So again, he did his shtadlus. And B'derech HaTeva looked like he wasn't going to get the job. But Dafka, because of that thing that he did, that looked like was gonna ruin his chances to get the job, he got the job. Story number two, someone very close to me told me the story, not at the time, but after, after the Maisi happened. And this is really mind boggling, but uh, they were going through a time period that they weren't able to have kids. And then they went through this process that there's a certain injection that the, the mother has to take at a certain time in the month. And there's ways of knowing exactly when that time of the month is. So they had everything ready, but because and of course, this, this was, the whole plan was to help increase the chances that she'll fall pregnant. And because she was so nervous, 
she actually used the wrong injection. There was a different injection they had in the house for some of the kids and they used the wrong injection. And after many, many years of not having kids, they were able to have kids, able. They had a kid, they couldn't believe it. That same month, she fell pregnant. At the time, it was very different for them. They couldn't believe they made that mistake and the chemicals were dangerous. She couldn't afterwards take the same, the other injection. At the end of the day, once again, you do your hishtadlus to do the right thing. But are you really going to do the right maiseh? That's not in your hands. I can, uh, we see many things like this in history. You can put things in your mind to do something other than what we planned. But at the end of the day, even the maiseh you do, it's not in your hands. The will and, the, and you're trying to do the maiseh is in your hand. To live by this idea of doing our best to strive for completion. As the Kaddish tells us, Everything is in the hands of Hashem, especially the result. The only thing that's in our hands is to strive to do the right thing and hence reach completion. Have a good Shabbos. Thank you for joining us. This is the Prism of Torah. Visit our website, prismoftorah.com, where you'll find a full archive of hundreds of past every Torah. Subscribe to the podcast leave us a review and don't forget to share with your friends and family. Sponsorship opportunities are available for all of our episodes. Thank you Yonavefa for your recording equipment produced by Ellie Podcast Productions.